So everybody right now, please welcome. Welcome to the Sports Fantasies Podcast, where we break down rankings, projections. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show, everyone. Do you love fantasy sports? And going off the beaten path? Well, then this is the show for you. Oh, yeah. Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. Welcome back. Episode 59. Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. In another weekly day show. Father's Day weekend is upon us. Miller. 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 I hear the crowd chanting your name, Miller. Gonna do a little they bit love of a, it. a little bit of a little bit of a pickle <laughs> with some headlines and some three and two love and hate, or three bets we love and two we hate, or dislike. If you're my thirty, uh, then we'll jump into some football talk. Going to do a, a a dynasty redraft mock draft. Um. I guess not a, a redraft. That would be pointless in Dynasty, but I digress. <laughs> Dynasty redraft, it's a new thing. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of and, uh, Father's Day, I feel like we're going to have to have a – we're going to have to make that up sometime down the road, some type of top 10 Father's Day specific. I don't think we had time to get into it today with another impromptu show, but we've got to do something special for those fathers out there. No, I, I absolutely agree. So we'll do the, the football mock draft, maybe jump into a couple other football topics. Maybe we'll do – was it Kiss or Kick on there last week, I think? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, why not? Uh-huh. I uh, I did I did ex- absolutely no research. And <laughs> Okay. We okay. have we, we have a guest host over there at, at the McCarty household. Um, uh, yes. Yes, we do. So, hey, uh, you got a problem with me? Yes. Oh, is that her? Yes, it is. Uh, well, I mean, that's what the show has come to. Miller, we an agenda at about 5 p.m. at night. No research and just hopping out here with no real information. This is just what it's come down to. Well, yes, I actually texted McCarty uh, about 4 o'clock my time. As I was getting ready to leave work, told him I'd, I'd give him an agenda five minutes later, and forty-seven minutes later, he texted me and said, "Sir, spend forty-seven minutes." <laughs> <laughs> he had already forgotten about the show. He had just <laughs> promised. All right. Yes, uh, there was. A, we were trying to find a sub for softball night. Like I said, I'm getting rained out, so it didn't matter. But it was a critical time where I needed to focus my attention elsewhere. Ah, uh, if I was there, I would have subbed. Uh, it was, we were looking for a shortstop as well. Ooh, right up my alley, sir. Oh, I know. Uh, and I, I, I'm the pitcher, so, you know, that's a good sign. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so we're going to jump into headlines here. Uh, what was your first headline? I'm sure you have a million of them. 
Uh, we're going to come right off the bat with an LTG favorite. It's a sport called hockey. They play it on ice. They have sticks. No one watches except for Luke. It was abs up 1-0 in the finals on the Lightning. Pretty entertaining overtime game. Uh, the abs should win this series in five or six. But the Lightning, I, all I wanted to bring this up was to say that, you know, pretty amazing feat, win or lose by the Lightning, uh, attempting to go back to back to back. Really hard in any sport. For some reason, I feel like it's super hard in hockey just because of the grind of the playoffs and those those seven-game series. And so amazing that that they're even um, back in it. But I do expect the ass talent to to over overpower the Lightning. Yeah, um, I think the LTG household is going to be a happy household. Uh, much like you, I, I believe Luke has become – an Ash fan, much like you becoming a Preds fan over the Sabres. I believe Luke has become an Avalanche fan over the Sharks, so shame on him. But um, <laughs> at least he's cheering for a winner now, so it, it works out well. That's true. Uh, and I'll be honest. Obviously, I, I knew that the Stanley Cup hadn't happened yet, but when you guys started talking about it yesterday, I was really confused. I didn't know game one was yesterday until you guys started talking about it. It is really a forgotten sport everywhere. I mean, I follow it throughout the season because we do fantasy and the Sabres are around, but the Sabres are usually out of it by about uh, November 5th. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't even realize that the series was starting last night. So, All right, next headline, uh, again, uh, talking about finals, just a little um, update. Warriors up 3-2, currently up 15 at the half versus Celtics. Uh, had them at plus four tonight, feeling good about that. But question here for you, uh, an early kisser kick, Chef Curry, is he going to go down as a – I want to be careful here. To make, I'm gonna, is he going to go down as a top five player of all time, or is that too advantageous? Uh, I was going so to say top ten, but I feel like he's definitely going to be top ten. But top five's tough. Top five's tough. I mean, you're looking Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Then you have a handful of guys, depending on who you favor, that you can put after those three. Um, I'm going to say that he'll probably get top ten. I don't think top five. Just because I think a lot of people are going to hate on this time period. Although, you know, in, in 50 years, maybe not. But right now, you still have guys like us who are kind of in between the old style and the new style. And then, you know, folks that are our parents' age who really like the old style more than the new style and, you know, probably don't give enough credit to some of these these younger guys. Um, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't do it. Good. I will say this. If Jordan got as many open shots as Curry did in his career, he would have averaged 64 points a game. Well, fair. fair. Uh, I couldn't put him top five just because hot take here, but Seth Curry is the best Curry uh, of all time. That's I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm pretty sure that's Dell, but it's fun. All right. Well, I'm going to keep going here. I got more. I can keep rolling. Or do you want to chime in? Um, no, I actually have one. Of course, you know, you talked about hockey. I'm going to talk about another sport that really moves the ratings. Um, the World Cup. 
So in 2026, the U.S., Mexico, and Canada are hosting the World Cup. So Mexico got uh, three sites, Canada got two, and the U.S. got 16 World Cup sites for the 2026 uh, World Cup. Um, I don't know if all of them were announced today, but Miami, Philly, L.A. are among the 16. Uh, D.C., and uh, there was another big one that was left off. I know New York, New Jersey got it. Boston got it. Um, so I'm just excited because the World Cup being in the U.S. means that the games are going to be on at normal times and we can watch them. Yeah, that is big time. That is big time. Uh, I saw a couple of the cities, um, you know, of course, uh, saddened that uh, Nashville didn't didn't get one of the host cities, but we didn't really expect that to happen. Um, but they do have a pretty good soccer base here. But for obvious reasons, you've got these large cities that are gonna that are gonna take that. But it'll definitely be fun. Um, like you said, main, if nothing else, just to be able to actually watch the games, but also. You know, soccer is one of those sports where uh, during that time period, if it's hosted here, uh, all of the United States will, will, and the United States will all be soccer fans. Like, you know, it'll be, it'll be craziness. Everybody just kind of that United um, front there for the team. So that's always fun. Well, I'm kind of excited too, because I mean, it's, it's finally a time of my life. I mean, 2026, my son will be 16. Um, So it'll be an opportunity where, Depending on, I mean, New York, New Jersey is obviously hosting hosting some of those games. That's only a six-hour trip for us. Boston's only, you know, six hours or so. So it might be a chance for us to actually go see the, the U.S. national team play and see international teams play, which would be really cool. I've Outside of the U.S. women's game that we went to when we were in high school, I've, I've never watched an international soccer game, never watched a men's international soccer game. So. Yeah. That could be a, a nice opportunity, you know. Uh, he'll be at the right age where, where you know, we can definitely do that, and well, depending on his sports schedule. But so that's a little exciting as well. So thought I thought you know, soccer would definitely get the ratings moving. So yes, the people are pumped. <laughs> um, the other topic I was going to bring up is. So did you recognize that the U.S. Open is this week? Golf, another yes. sport, really moves the needle. We're hitting hot topics tonight. What do you think golf is going to look like, you know, by next year when a bunch of these guys move have moved to that new tour? Well, yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting to see the – the takes on that, uh, I'm, I'm keeping my thoughts out of it because it starts bordering on, really it just comes starts bordering on politics and getting into all that. And um, this, the tour has taken a strong stance of basically, if you're going to go play for them, that's fine, but you're going to have nothing to do with us yeah. anymore. You're not going to not going to play in our events or make any money. They're actually um, suspending them. Yeah, the players are, of course, getting if paid a lot of money. Players are getting paid a lot of money to go do it. Some of them just resigning. Some of them um, are going to, I imagine, fight, uh, you know, appealing that, still wanting to be able to play uh, on the U.S. uh, tours as well. And then, of course, you've got 
backlash that comes from fans, um, depending on their standpoint on whether it's right or wrong or indifferent. And mm-hmm. it's definitely interesting. Now, I noticed that are they a couple of big names like Mickelson? Um, uh, there's another big one. I know they offered um, Tiger close to it was a, a, a nine figure number. So you're talking about getting mm-hmm. up upwards of a billion dollars or whatever. And he turned it down. Um, it'll be, we'll see where it goes. I think it's going to depend a whole lot on how much backlash comes from it, from fans on those players that decided to make that move. And then whether or not it sticks that they can't play in those events um, in, in America anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, more than talking about the US Open, I really wanted to bring that up. And I knew it would be a touchy, touchy subject. Um, let's be honest, it, it, it's a money grab. Um, sure. And, and if it works for him, I, more guys will probably do it, is my guess. Uh, if it doesn't work for him and they come back with egg on their face, guys will just tell them that, you know, kind of saw this coming. Uh, a lot of people think Tiger turned it down only because he's not ready to compete at a high level. Yeah, could be. And I and, and I said the... And um, he wants to win majors, so if they can't play in the U.S., that's, that's not Well, I think... And I said U.S. events. I, I think it's actually any it's PGA. event. It's any PGA's PGA... Right, event, so Brit- or any event that the PGA's names on, including yeah. like the Ryder Cup and, and stuff like that, they can't do either. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. What do you got left? Tyreek Hill says Patrick Mahomes will struggle without him, and that Tua is more accurate. Why, Tyreek? Why? I, I, I get trying to build up your new quarterback, um, and, and I'm not even going to take away from the fact that Hill helps Mahomes, but at the same time, Mahomes certainly helped Hill. Uh, they were good for each other. Uh, just because Hill isn't there, I don't see Mahomes necessarily struggling. Um, he's definitely a big-time playmaker. And But but to me, look, you guys they had a, a, an awesome thing, like years of, of domination now the past few years, Super Bowls. Why say anything bad about the guy? I, I don't get it at all. You can still go into your new team and, and talk up to and all that um, without having to compare the two. And I just don't know why you take shots at, at Mahomes. Like, Hill, Hill's the one that left. Why is he taking shots at Mahomes? I think I think that if he would have finished the sentence, it would have been fine. Uh, Tua is a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes would be throwing the ball six yards downfield. So if Tyreek wants to live off the slant, which he can do. He, he can make a living off that, but he's going to get hit more. That's fine. But the first time that Tyree tries to run, you know, and, you know, the, the four wide go route and uh, Tua throws the ball about, or under throws the ball by about 20 yards, Tyree's going to be like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. This guy's not Mahomes. But there's a reason that Miami was trying to go get another quarterback, including someone like Brady or Watson. It's because. They don't truly believe that Tua is a star. So maybe maybe Tyreek talking him up is part of their agenda. But I just don't – I don't understand his motivation. Like he's not gaining anything from it. Really, it's making him look silly. But we'll see where it goes. 
Yeah, and the only other thing I had f- for this was just uh, I put on here almost no hitter mania. I feel like I'm getting an alert every night of the week that somebody's in the seventh or eighth with a no hitter, uh, and and it ends up getting um, broken up. It's probably no more than normal. It just seems like a lot over the past month. I mean, you got guys uh, like Tyler Anderson um, the other night. Your boy Miles Mikolas, uh, I think he had eight, eight and two thirds. They basically had one out was, to go, and he was one strike away from from yeah. the another. <laughs> so guys that wouldn't typically be getting that. Um, there's been a, a few others over the past few weeks, so I I haven't heard any rhyme or reason for it. I just found it interesting that I'm, I'm getting alerts every night about somebody taking a no hitter into the seventh inning. Um, I'll be honest. I think this goes along with something that we've talked about a couple of times. I've talked about a couple of different group chats. Uh, guys are just not relying on throwing 98, 99, 103. Uh, the breaking ball usage is way up and hitters are really struggling to adjust to it. They will kind of like Simeon started to turn it around a little bit. You know, a guy like Baez is still really struggling. Shore, we're still struggling some, um, a couple of other guys on that list have started to turn around a little bit. Some of them haven't. But so I think a guy like Michaelis, especially, he's not a guy that relies on power. He's a guy that relies on breaking pitches. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that we are actually seeing some more, you know, hit bids later in the games for that reason. I think guys are really struggling to adjust to pitchers, not just going out there and trying to overpower them. Because for so long, they've been gearing up to just hit that 99, 100-mile-an-hour fastball. and now, obviously, pitchers have started to change their strategy and they're throwing the breaking balls more and guys are struggling to adjust, which they'll adjust like everything and then pitchers will go back to just throwing gas and then we'll see a Mik- struggle then. Mikolas, Michaelis, whatever you want to say, do you just wake up every morning and pat yourself on the back for sticking with Miles? He, he was a player that you tried trading – Trying adding to every trade to Blaze Nine. I told you nobody wants this guy. We will not take the same thing. And and he's having a great year. I I told Blaze he would average no less than 12 points per game. He's currently at about 14, uh, maybe just a tick under that. Um, But, and I got lucky. I'm not going to lie. You know, Mitch Keller has started pitching well too. Uh, over That's his last few, after after his after his last few starts, he's pitching well, and he's a year closer to getting out of Pittsburgh. So I, I'm confident that you know my patience with him is also going to pay off. So sounds good. All right, so we're going to do three we love, two we don't. Sure, why not? All right, yeah. why don't you start us uh-huh. off here? Give yeah. me your All first right. one you love. Well. Uh, with the in honor of the NBA Finals going on, I'm looking at next year's uh, future NBA championship odds. Three that I love. The first one, I uh, went with the Grizzlies, who are currently at plus 1,600 pickles to win next year's NBA championship. You talked about the rumors before, Durant, maybe possibly going out and getting somebody. They've already got a, a good team that will be a year older, so uh, not a bad uh, shot there. Also at plus 1,600, my second one, I've got the 76ers. Um, I still think they will be a top three seed in the East this year. Uh, <laughs> what is happening over there? What is happening? You know they're uh, going to be good. 
<laughs> your love, your love for any team James Harden on kills me, man. We talk about this all the time. That dude is great in the regular season and is terrible in the playoffs, just like this year. And you don't know if Embiid's going to be healthy. That's the most ridiculous thing. I, I mean, I, I was, I, I thought it was odd that you were talking about the NBA. I get it. We didn't have much time to research, so I, I'll, I'll let that slide. But no, no. It, is that you, Will? Did you suddenly sneak out of my show and disguise yourself okay, as a well, What is going on over there? Well, then get ready for my next one. I'm going to give you a bonus before my number oh, one. Oh, yes. <laughs> a bonus. A third team at plus 1,600. Yes. It's Luca. It's the Mavs fresh off their uh, robbery of, of Houston for Christian Wood. I like that pickup. They're going to be a tough out again in the playoffs. But my number one, Love. People forgot about this team. Um, they're plus 2,200. You're going to have Jamal Murray coming back. Um, they'll probably add another piece or two, the Joker. I, I think the Nuggets are a good long shot at plus 2,200. I'll be honest. I have no problem with any of those except for the Sixers. I, I, and <laughs> it's, because, it's because of Harden. I just I don't trust the guy, especially when it comes to play, playoff time. Um, he could prove me wrong, but he's – not done so thus far. He, he's been to the finals one time, and that's with Durant and Westbrook, and he was the sixth man and decided he needed to be a star instead of not a, his fault. you know focused team player. I mean, if, if you listen to guys talk about, you know, the, the 90s Bulls or the 80s, you know, Pistons and Lakers, uh, those guys, you know, would have all stayed together no matter what even though we all know that's a bunch of lies. And the Bulls actually got guys to come in like Kukos, which they hit on the first, you know, big-time European player, and then Rodman and so on and so forth. But So on and so forth. I digress. All right. All right, so I was a little scrambled here. What I did is I took one from tonight. The game just started uh, uh, during the first inning. It was Otani over seven and a half strikeouts and to hit a home run at plus 100. I liked it enough where I put a few pickles on it. Um, pickles. Not sure, not sure that I love it, but I like it. Um, I was going to talk about the Celtics and Warriors. Um, at one point, the Celtics were up, I think, 22 to 22 to 12 or 22 to 10, and then they were down um, 32 to 22, and now they're down 72 to 50. So I guess at this point, you can get the Warriors at minus 14 and a half. You can throw your house on that. The Celtics are trying to <laughs> stick a fork in them. Um, and then I also touched on oh, right here, the U.S. Open. I like Rory at plus 400 a lot. I think Rory's going to win this weekend. Um, I'd probably put a few pickles on that myself. And yeah, you went bonus. I will do the same. Got a little MMA action this weekend. Um, and, and oh, that was a boost. Boost. This is what, this is what happens when, when you do quality research, my friends. Um, you got Grayson Rodriguez wins by submission versus Julian Marquez at plus 400. I like that a, a decent amount. I think Rodriguez will win by submission there. So I'd be willing to put some pickles on there. What about on the other side, uh, a couple of things you don't like? Well, I'll tell you this uh, is a double <laughs> double bonus for the light. Um, I liked uh, uh, you talked about the U.S. Open. 
I put some pickles on plus 275 Aaron Wise with a top 20 finish. All right, moving on. <laughs> My two dislikes sticking with the NBA theme, because, again, we're just trying to move the needle tonight uh, in future championships. Two of the teams um, with higher odds to win that I don't like at all. First up, the Clippers, plus 800. They're the Clippers. They just don't seem to be able to get it done. And then uh, with the second highest odds, the Nets at plus 600. The Warriors were the, were the, were the top at plus 500. The Nets at plus 600. I don't know if Durant's even going to be there. I don't know if Kyrie's going to be there. If they don't get a third, it doesn't much matter. Ben Simmons, you know, I, I guess I suppose they could get him back, but I just don't know at point what he's, he's going to he's provide. Healthy, he's healthy and on the court again. Oh, great. Um, so we'll see if he's motivated to play or not. No contact. But I no. just I, I, I don't like the, the value there at plus 600 with so many question marks. All right. You know, you made me completely change my mind. I went to the, the NBA futures bets for, for my two dislikes as well. Right now on the fly, the first one, the Sixers have plus 1,600. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would stay away from that all day. And quite honestly, the second one is, is your terrible. favorite team. Uh, you got the Lakers at plus 2,200 right now. Uh, with the way the Lakers look, unless they completely change that whole roster, which they could, but at this moment, they're plus 2,200. I wouldn't put a dollar on them at plus 5,000, <laughs> let alone at plus 2,200, putting any no. amount of pickles that were of any value, you know, any value to me. So, yes, I I, I, I'm a James Harden hater and a Lakers hater. Uh, however, I think the Lakers are probably going to remake that whole roster. I wouldn't be surprised if Westbrook and Anthony Davis are elsewhere next year. Um, I think LeBron will stay, but that team could look significantly different, I believe, going into next year. Probably. All right, folks. I believe that wraps up our pickle. Thanks for joining. We'll be back shortly after these brief messages. All right, here we are, episode 59, segment one. We're going to talk some football. Last week, we had a little dynasty rookie mock draft. So this week, so that we didn't have to change our format too much due to lack of research, we're going to have a little, uh, not not rookie, could be a rookie, but doesn't have to be, dynasty mock draft. Again, we're just going to do one round here, picks one through 12. Of course, as we get a little bit closer to football season and when drafts start picking up and when camps really start getting going and, and NFL becomes comes into the headlines again, we'll start getting into our deeper NFL uh, or our fantasy football um, deep dives and, and tiers and rankings and all that. But for now, we're just going to give you one round of a if we had a new dynasty mock draft. So I think I had first pick last week. So. I already know where you're going here, Miller, but you, first overall pick if if you had such in a dynasty mock draft. Ray Finkel. Okay. No. Right. Uh, Ray it's, Finkel, it's perfect. It's, uh, it's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor with that first pick uh, every time, um, unless it's a two-quarterback league, which since we didn't announce that, I don't think it is. So it's, John, it's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is the pick. 
Yeah, we're doing one quarterback. I'll ask you at the end. We'll touch on two quarterbacks just to see where they might fall in this. But yeah, one quarterback league, and I, I can't argue that. My 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 pick one would be Taylor all day as well. So for me here, if I've got pick two and Jonathan Taylor is off the board, um, you know me, I like running backs value wise more than um, wide receiver just because of the amount of wide receivers. However, if I've got pick two and Taylor's gone. I think I'm going Jamar Chase here at two. Um, there's a couple wide receivers you could go. Uh, Chase is one of them where it just that, I think, sure thing f- for the next decade superstar. Uh, I'm assuming we're going off a PPR league here. Uh, yeah, that's, sure. That's what, that's what all, of our, all, all of our leagues are. If, yes. you, if you're not in a PPR league, I think you probably would drop the receivers down a little bit, but since that's pretty much all we mm-hmm. play. Um, all right, so with my with the third pick, I'm going to surprise you. I think here a little bit. I am going to go a little off the beaten path with my with my second pick, the third pick overall, and I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. Okay. I was I struggled a little bit with Swift. Now, I'll, well, I say a lot. I'm thinking back to like fantasy pros. I think they probably have him as the third or fourth running back off the board in a dynasty. He is, um, and I, I think he's the third running back off the board, and the like fourth overall, fifth, fifth overall. I think. I, okay. I, think have, I think they have Chase and Jefferson ahead of Harris and Swift. There's a couple running backs I like a little more than Swift, but I can't be mad at taking Swift. I think Swift has all the upside of any of them. I just, it's he's got to stay on the field, and the Lions have to feed him the ball and not mess around with Jamal Williams or whoever else they like to throw in there. I mean, Swift has shown when he's healthy and on the field and they're, and he's a part of the game plan. He's a legitimate RB one in the league. He just, there's something about him that, that worries me a little long-term. All right, then uh, there, are some, there, there are some injury concerns with him. I can agree with that. And if it's a salary cap league, obviously we didn't mention that. We just said it was a, a dynasty league. So I think you can get some value there and probably still get rid of him if injuries become a factor. I guess what's number four? So so my number four here again. I you know as a big running back fan, I think I'm going to stick with wide receiver just because he's still there, and I thought he'd go at three. And I'm taking the other guy behind Jamar Chase that I think is that. Um, guaranteed stud for the next decade, and that's Justin Jefferson. I feel like Chase and Jefferson are kind of in a tier of their own at wide receiver, uh, so I'm happy to get those two. I'll be quite honest with you. Part of the reason uh, I went running back at three is because I knew you would take another receiver at four after saying you're not really a receiver guy, so I really just like to make you look silly. Fair Uh, enough. (laughs) uh, And so with that, uh, at number five, I would take Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, another running back. I think Pittsburgh is building something, um, especially if they get any quarterback play from either Mitch or their young guy. So I would take Najee Harris there and feel pretty good about it. He's young uh, in a run-first offense. So Yeah, I had Harris at four, um, so I like that pick there. What are we at now? I've already lost track. Year six. Um, pick six. Surely can't go wide receiver, so I'm going to I'm going to take 
uh, well, da, da, da. I'm gonna surprise myself here. Six. I'm going. I'm going. My boy, J E T S Jets, 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 Breesy Hall. I'm just gonna bank that he's gonna be a legit three down running back with no um, stats to back it up. This was a fun show while it lasted. 59 episodes, a lot farther than I thought we'd get. But the fact you just took Breesy Hall in the top ten of a mock draft. Oh. Before he's even put pads on. Um, <laughs> There's only one other running back I would have considered taking over him, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. And I, I'm sure it's Williams from Denver. Uh, that's not who I'm taking here. I am actually going to take a guy that you and I have talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks, uh, and that is your boy, CeeDee Lamb. The ah, yes. I like Lamb there. I just couldn't go three straight receivers, Miller. Wait. I was really trying to get you to do it. So then, see, I would come back here, and I would go Javante Williams with the next pick. Now I've got okay. Hall and Williams, two young running backs with my two wide receivers. I like the way it's stacking up over here. See, so, so Javante Williams, here's my only problem with Williams. Again, I kind of like Hall to, to be – I'm going – he didn't get the – you know, he split a lot of time – last year he was effective when he was in there but i feel like we're going a little overboard right now with javante williams he's being looked at in most dynasty rankings as maybe that third or fourth running back off the board not saying he can't be that or that he won't be i just don't know what he's done so far to to show that he's that guaranteed rb1 type of guy my problem with williams is um as a 21 year old he can knock Melvin Gordon out of that rotation and be a three down back. That right. So what's me, so what's the bit. so what's the infatuation with Williams? Because I know you've seen the rankings. You see he's up yeah, there. Yeah, I mean yeah. on fantasy pros when I was looking earlier, I think he's what number seven overall on the fifth running back or fourth running back. So um I mean I I just don't understand it. And maybe maybe it's just, maybe it's something as simple as Gordon just blocks better than Williams at this point. And maybe that's something Williams can work on and kind of go into this season and be prepared to be better at. But he just like he couldn't he could not get out of his own way and get Gordon out of the way. All right, what pick are we up to? Do we even know? No. Who knows? I've got four. You've taken four. I think we're at pick nine. All right. I guess at pick nine, I'm going to have to do it. Much of this pains me. Your do boy. It. I know where boy, you're going. Plays for the Eagles now, A.J. Brown. Oh, okay. I, don't, I wasn't expecting that, actually. A.J.? All right. Can't hate I, that. I, I, mean. I, I hate it. I hate it because he's in Philly. That's the only reason I hate it. First of all, I don't want to say anything good about Philly because LTG – Secondly, I don't like Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, as as a, a true fantasy stud. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I doubt it. All right, fair enough. At pick ten, then I'm going to go with the. Uh, this would typically be high, but for this positional type player, but I, I think again he's going to be your a locked in top three tight end for the next however long, and so I would go with uh, Pitts here. Kyle Pitts at pick 10. I almost took Pitts with that last pick. All right, so at number 11, I know no one's going to agree with this pick. It's Josh Allen. If, it's Josh Allen. I, I wouldn't say I would necessarily disagree. 
if you've, um, I mean, obviously you're, you know, it's you and I are going back and forth. So, you know, if you're a, but, but if you're pick 11 and it's a, it depends what type of draft you're in, obviously, if if it's a snake type draft, you pick 11 and you've got a couple picks coming up down the road and you want to go get the best quarterback in the league. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I I almost took him top five, but I realized that we had to take it seriously. So I I, I figured he'd still be there eleven. So that's where I reserved for him. All right. So next up, what are this is pick eleven. Um, no, this is twelve. This is the last oh, pick in the, the first round. See, this is a tough one. I've got a lot of guys here on the board. Um, uh, dynasty, dynasty, you know, I, I think I would actually go, I think I'm going acres or 80 in here. I might go. Okay. I might go cam acres here, uh, with this last pick in the first round. I debated McCaffrey Barkley. It's just, but those injuries, um, you know, and obviously a lot of this comes that you still got Cooper Cup on the board. Mm-hmm. If you're a comp- if you're a competitive team, um, let's say it's not a startup, and you're a competitive team. Um, well, I, I guess if it's not a startup, Cooper Cup wouldn't be out there. But if you play, feel like you're going to have a competitive team, taking Cooper Cup here is just fine. You know, he's going to yeah, be if a top playing, five wide receiver. If you're playing for now, I think that that Cup is a fine pick. Um, but judging by all of our picks, we obviously like to lean on the the side of potential and youth in Dynasty Mockcraft. Right, I feel especially, especially you. I mean, you took Breesy Hall and Javante Williams, who have done about as much as I have. Breesy Hall has done as much as I have in the NFL. Javante Williams done a little more. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, that's it. Uh, if this was a two quarterback league, where are you putting Josh Allen and what other quarterbacks go in the first round? I take Allen at one. I take Mahomes top five. Um, okay. After that, uh, I I don't know if I take another quarterback. I guess it depends on what the room looks like. Um, but I'd probably take Allen one, Taylor two, and Mahomes three. If you're looking at a two quarterback league, I can't argue with Allen. I, I, I wouldn't hate anyone if they took Taylor over Allen, but I think it's justifiable to take Allen at one. I think I actually like um, Herbert a little more over right Mahomes. now, more than Mahomes, but it's close, and, and you certainly couldn't go wrong either way. But I would I would argue Herbert possibly in the first round. I would say Kyler Murray if he didn't have everything just – kind of everything that happened in the offseason and up in the air, and I don't know where I'd put him right now. Of course, I'm always going to – if I can get Allen, great. After that, I'm probably going to – I'd be more likely to take one of those top receivers or a Taylor, a Harris, somebody like that before that next quarterback after Allen personally and try and get a, a guy like a Herbert, Murray, um, Lamar Jackson, one of those guys is my top guy a little bit later in the first or, or early second kind of thing, but that's just my – the first time I ever did a two-quarterback league, I took Peyton Manning with the first pick overall, and everyone laughed at me, and nobody else took a quarterback. So I had the last pick in the second round, and I took Drew Brees. And I went 13-1 and in the regular season and won the league going away. 
And, what is it? And, and, and nobody paid except for E-Rock and myself. So I won $25. Is somebody putting up blinds at your house? Uh, no, I'm playing, I'm playing with the little cord wrap thing. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> <laughs> I think I remember that team, though. I believe I was in that league where you had Peyton and Breeze. Uh, I do remember that team. It was, it was supposed to be a pay league, and then nobody paid. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. So, you went 13-1, and you got no pickles. Great. Uh, I, one more question while we're here talking about football. Do you have any preference when we talk about a snake draft, uh, where you like to be? Do you like to have that early pick somewhere in the middle or, or around the turn? I, I quite honestly, I like to have one or 12, um, really one, two, three or 11, 12. Um, I, I like to be close to back to back. Uh, sometimes that, sometimes it's great. Sometimes not. Um, I, I've won, I've won from, I think every pick in the first round in the, in all the different leagues we've been in baseball, hockey, basketball, Football back when you used to do the redraft leagues, I've won from every pick except for um, eight. Eight was the one spot I never won from. I love that you know just off the top of your head what draft spot you know that you've never. I mean, that's yeah. why you're the stat guy, Miller. Yeah, that's why I, I, I've, I've never won from the eight spot in in a draft uh, in in a ten or twelve team league. So. Yeah, and when you're as great as us, there's no bad spot to draft from. I mean, you just make it work. I don't – number one pick I love if there's that clear-cut number one. Otherwise, I really want nothing to do with it. I'm sure the value is probably somewhere in the middle. But I kind of like being near the end of that first round. There's something about having two picks back-to-back or, or two out of three picks to really um, – I don't know. It allows you to, to – Kind of formulate what you want to do as it's it's coming up and and get those two 12, guys you want to get one in twelve or one in ten are definitely my favorite spots to pick in three draft leagues. Yeah. All right, well everybody's happier for knowing where we like to be in the snake draft, so that's great. And we'll be right back with I guess one more segment to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. Welcome back to Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. Welcome back, episode 59, Sports Fantasies of Miller and McCarty on a Thursday into the baseball segment. going to talk a little fantasy baseball. Hey, wait a second, wait a second. Thursday, starting June 23rd, is about to be Jersey because the Jer- Jersey Shore is back, baby. Get ready, all you Jersey Shore fans out there. No, not a fan? No. Okay. This is twice I've had to fire Ian on a show we don't get paid for, folks, in one <laughs> night. All right, we're going to start with hung jury. We talked about hung jury last week. Um, you know, I, I mean, we're so skilled. I think we're going to do a par ranking on the fly. So, By we, you mean you. Okay. No, 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 no. Snake. Snake. Snake oh, rankings. Okay. okay. Uh, 12 through 1. Um 
will include all 12 teams. Uh, my well, team well, looks amazing at this well, moment, league. but hung jury. But okay. Blades has 107 pitchers over the weekend, so I will still lose as the second highest scoring team yet again. All right. No, it's just me whining and complaining. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll go 12 to 1 here. And of course, once a once a team is is taken, they can't be mentioned again. So when I put you know you at twelve, then you can't then put yourself at one. Okay, fair enough. I can't keep up with the math on this one, but it's all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So number twelve. What do you have there? Oh me, I'm gonna say. Or do you want you want me to do twelve? No, I'll do it. I, I'm gonna go. I mean, it's down to two teams. I'm going to say buggy just because they've got the least amount of points in the league and their roster is still terrible. All right, Uncle Cohen is 11. Enough said. Moving on to number 10. Number 10, we have uh, the Ice Dragons here at 2-7, and seven, uh, third least amount of points. All right, after the Ice Dragons. Oh, man. What a mess. What a mess. That's pretty simple next pick, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess I got to put Cambridge here, although I'm pretty sure after this week he might be tired of me in the standings. Cambridge Blue Jays. Uh, the guy who came in to run this team after my, my brother fell off um, has done a really good job. Uh, he has been competitive every week and has gotten himself a couple of wins. So yeah. I'm curious to see where he goes next year. Yeah, he, I wish I wish they would. Uh, I've sent a lot of offers, and, and I, I appreciate they'll at least decline them, but <laughs> never a counter or anything. Like I thought they wanted to make moves, you know. Throw a counter out there. That's all. Go on, Cambridge. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, not a guy I know personally, so I can't say too much about him. All right. What was that? What are we up to? Eight. All right. You're on eight. Yes. So eight. A little bit of a uh, look. A little bit of a, a record I'm not believing in right now. They are six and three, but I'm going to put Joe Boo at eight. Um, uh, so fun, funny story. I'm going to put Joe Boo behind Cambridge just to be funny. That's yeah, what I point, was debating. Points wise, tells you the story. Uh, they've gotten some. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a part of an easy schedule or just lucky weeks. Points wise, they should not be six and three. Shouldn't be even close to that. They should be about three and six. Uh, so I've got to put, I've got to trust the points and, and put them at eight. So, all right, I'm going to upset our buddy. Been a host on the show a few times. Um, I'm going to put Blades at seven for some of the same reasons you just mentioned. His team is trending in the in the wrong direction. He has the next fewest amount of points. His schedule has been a little bit easier than, than some. So I have Blades at seven. All right. Six, I'm going to put the Shiva. They're five and four, um, probably about where they should be. Um, maybe a couple, uh, a tough break here. There it could be six and three potentially with their with, with the point score, but I'm, I'm comfortable with them at six. All right, I think five. I put Suga. Um, six and three in, in a tougher division. Uh, points scored are, are a little down, although he has outscored Clearwater. But I like Clearwater's team a little bit more than Suga's. 
All right, four, I'm going to go ahead and, and put myself. Uh, I'm about to lose again this week more than likely. It looks like to Clearwater. I've had some pitching issues this week. Um, and in a tough division, you know, six and three, I'm okay with that, but about to drop to six and four. Overall points-wise, I feel still pretty confident, but I need some of my guys to get. I've got some players that don't seem to be turning it around as quickly as I'd, I'd like them to be. So we'll see what happens, but I'll put myself at four right now. Um, oddly enough, I wasn't going to put myself anywhere, but I can't let myself be at two or one, so I'll put myself at three. I am four and five. I do have the second most points in the league. Um, I yes. think – I think four out of the five weeks I've lost, I've scored uh, either the second or third most points in the league. <laughs> well, last um, week you and I, you and I annihilated everybody else, but you just haven't yeah. been playing me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and I've had that happen a few times where I've been the second or third highest scorer, and I've just played against the top scorer in the league that that week. I think only one of my losses wasn't that case. Um, and the good news is, is I should be getting back. Woodruff and Degrom within the next month, um, which could be huge boost to my team. But I, I, I'm currently ahead of Blades by about 80. But to finish up the weekend, I believe he has 13 pitchers going, and I have about four, and I only have two moves left, so I'm not going to be able to get much higher than six six starts. And with him him being able to double me up, it's I'll probably be four and six. So I probably shouldn't be number three on the list, quite honestly. Oh, I mean, you're the leading scorer this week right now at 313. Um, but I'll, that takes me into two then, I guess. I'll take I'll put Clearwater at two. They're seven and two. Um, I'm the third, I don't know, fourth highest scoring this week. Uh, unfortunately, Clearwater's ahead of me there. So... Clearwater's been pretty strong. If they beat me this week, they go to eight and two and have a, a two game lead over myself in the division. Although it's a tough division, um, but yeah, I, they're number two. Yeah, and that leaves Careless at one. You called Careless early, so I have to tip my cap to you uh, because you were saying all season he would be. Oh, McCarty, you're so smart. Thank um, you. Well, I mean, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> One out of a hundred things right isn't very smart, but <laughs> that gives you a one percent uh, on the test. Uh, so yeah, that was the top twelve power rankings in hung jury, which I think brings us into. I liked it. Kiss. Are we going combo? Oh, we're not going combo. Oh, that no, was no, fun. No, no, let's go combo. I like it. That was fun. I had a good I time like there. You actually participated, so I, I liked it as well. All right, so you started off at 12 last time. I started off at 12 in the combo. It's Villain Enterprises. One and eight. Didn't, didn't pass out for half the draft, although somehow it doesn't have the least amount of points in the league, so good for him. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, shame on rolling with my homies. Uh, you know, Villain, like you said, wasn't even at the draft. One and eight. 3,803 points. Rolling with the Mahomes, one and eight, 3,801. Um, so I, I guess I'll take them at uh, team of 11. All right. I think at number 10, I would take What's Up, Doc? There's a, a group of teams at three and six. What's Up, Doc has the least amount of points. Him and Cougar are close in points. But I like Cougar's roster going forward a little more than What's Up, Doc? All right, so at nine, then I will take uh, who you mentioned, Kuga. I believe if you said he may be 
out of the league? Is this the one he's he's going to be out of? Yeah, I, I believe yeah. so. So I don't see him putting any major time in to turn this team around. So I'll, I'll take him there. Um. And so then I think after that, I think it's got to be Sug, the, the third of the brothers. Um, his football team and his football drafts is definitely better than his baseball team and baseball draft. He's also been a, a victim of some tough luck. He has scored more points than me, and I am 6-3, and three and he is 3-6. and six, So. All right, next up, uh, Ice Dragons. He's faring a little better in this league than the last one we talked about. Uh, maybe a little unlucky here with at four and five, and I think he's got more points than you. He's up there close to, um, you know, I'm seven and two, for example, and he's within 100 points, uh, give yeah. or take, and he's four and five, so probably some a, a bit of unluckiness there for Ice Dragons. I would put myself at six. Uh, I am six and three, but uh, the team that is currently in six, uh, a game behind me, has outscored me by about 300 points. So I would put myself at six. Then I'll put myself at five, even at seven and two. I'm playing, unfortunately, I've, I've got to play Clearwater in both leagues this week, and he's he's whooping me in this league as well. Seven and two, I know that's a little bit of false. Um, uh, record there points wise i'm okay i'm, I'm average in the league uh, but i've had a couple of wins that i maybe should not have gotten my my uh i've got to figure out what what to do with my bats on that team um it's a little bit atrocious right now with people underperforming and just some guys in there that you don't really want to be starting at roster positions so but my whole goal in this league you know this is the combo league so it takes into account our football league in this. I won the football. If I can just get into the playoffs, I feel pretty good about winning the, winning the overall pickle. So that's my only goal right now is just to get into the playoffs. Makes sense. Um, at four then, I think I put cream of the crop. He's five and four, but has scored, you know, 46-52 as far as point goes, which would, I think, put him, you know, uh, up in the top four. All right. Next up. Jack of Diamond, six and three, forty six hundred points. Yeah, enough said. Uh, at two, I'd go Suga at seven and two. Uh, he's actually scored the most points, but I and I, I think this league comes down to him and the guy that's going to be at one. Which would be Mr. Clearwater, who's just raking in both leagues right now. Yeah, um, I don't know who invited these guys to these leagues, but man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you and I were in hung jury and you finished, you know, 23 and 0 and I was 20 and 3? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, oh boy, I do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the good old days. All right. So, that will take <laughs> us into to kiss or kick. Uh, of course, we'll go back and forth here. Um, as always, let me uh, pull up my, my apps. All right, there's that one. Thrilling radio when I talk about what I'm doing on my research pad, a.k.a. my phone. All right, what's your first kick or kick, sir? Kiss or kick? My, my first, first kick or kick? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... 
I'm looking here. We're talking Dynasty League. So these are kisser kicks taking up an IR roster spot for somebody that is out for the year. And obviously, this let's say you're a competitive team. So maybe you could use this IR spot to put somebody on there for a streamer, et cetera. So competitive team, kisser kick, taking up an IR spot, a guy that's out all year, Aldoberto Mondesi. Mostly because he's out every year. True story. True story. um, You know, I mean, although I can't say much because for a while in a couple of weeks, maybe one or two weeks, I still had this guy actually. I had uh, John Means on my IR, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You shouldn't listen to me. You're a big Means fan, though. I am. Paid for him in a week or two. Am I doing all three? No, no, we're supposed to go back and forth. Look, you don't all right. listen to all right. instructions at all. No, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> all right, so we've talked about this a couple of times now. Currently in the AL, if you look at the AL, there would be four AL East teams in the playoffs. Kiss or kick any division getting four teams into the playoffs? Four. Yes, the AL East would have four teams in the playoffs right now. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of kicks happening. Hang on. <laughs> Come on, calm down, kicks. My foot was going crazy. Uh, no. It is Thursday, no, I, this soccer night, right? You know? I, I kick that. Who's in? What four teams are in right now? Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox would all be in, uh, along with the Twins, Astros, and then I believe the Guardians gotcha. would get the – is it six or – it's seven, right? Sure. Who knows right now. But you're – Either way. You know, the, the White Sox are going to be in there still. Don't forget about them. They're going to come up. They're going to take one of those spots away from the the, the AL East. No, they'll probably take the Guardians spot or the Twins spot. Nope, nope. They're going to come up and take one of those ALE spots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking. All What's right, great is, is oh. the Rangers have passed the Angels at this point. Isn't that, isn't that sad? That is sad. That is very right, sad. What's next for you, sir? All right, again, taking up an IR roster spot, competitive team, Mr. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, Ryu. Uh. Kick. Have you seen his splits since he's been in Toronto? Not good. Uh, Not good. Yeah. He, uh, Look, you're noticing a theme too. Uh, these are all players I have on my yeah, IR currently. He's, I'm trying. He's, he's 35 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his price, price point is for you, but he. Um, Not much, yeah, like 19 or something. Yeah, he, he could definitely be a. a, a, a a free agent, depending on what surgery he has to have. Because there are some reports that he's not going to end up needing Tommy John, so he wouldn't need the full 12 to 15 months recovery time. If he gets Tommy John, there's no point in keeping him. He would be 37 before he pitched again. Yeah, it's just so hard and, dropping those guys that have a floor of like 12 with potential for 14. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, and and he'd be on a new team because his Toronto contract would run out. That's okay. The Blue Jays stink anyway. All right. 
Next for you, you'll love this one. Kiss or Kick, the San Diego Padres winning the NL West. They're currently in first place with no Tatis. I don't know why you asked that. <laughs> They're not going to win the NL West. I don't believe it either. I think the Giants will still finish ahead of them. Um, the Dodgers are bringing up Bobby Miller shortly to replace Walker Beeler, and they're going to be ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. All right. All right did, my- did, did you see? Did you see Tatis's recovery has been? Uh, he, he had a setback. No, I didn't. He did. Poor guy. Those, those setbacks are rough. Uh, they'll stay in first place till he comes back, and then they'll, they'll drop down to third. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, the last one, a player that I believe we both currently roster. Let's say that there's no appeal or there is an appeal. It doesn't work out, and you've got to keep this guy in your roster on your IR for two years now. I love it. Trevor Bauer. I mean, you have to. I get you have to. I just – it hurts. Here's the thing. Yeah, there's no way you can drop him because someone like Suga will go pick him up and just stash him. And he'll win his uh, he'll win an appeal, a second appeal, and (laughs) he'll win his appeal the next day or Clearwater. Either way, if you and I keep him, he will lose all his appeals. He'll be out to two years, and then he'll be blackballed. But. There's just no way at this point you can drop him. Now, if he doesn't win his appeals and you go into next season, it might be a different answer, to be quite honest. And you or I can't trade him because we still want something for him and nobody's going to give anything and for no him. And no one's giving anything for him, no. Um, the one thing I, I would say about him is you have the possibility, and you and I probably won't because in baseball we, we don't do this, if you can get one of those top three picks in the draft, he might be a good candidate to, to drop, have the salary reset, and then try to redraft him. Yeah. But in baseball leagues, neither of us are typically bottom three, nor are we trying to trade for that top three pick. And I don't know that if you have that top three pick – is that what you're going to put in a dynasty draft? You're going to put your stock in Trevor Bauer? You know, I, I don't know. It would be a tough call. I mean, if I could have Bauer at, you know, $12. I'd rather, I'd rather was, keep, uh, keep 41 I, I might do that. And and if he's out for a full two years, I'm probably going to have to re-sign him. So his salary's going to go up even more. So what I'm really saying here, I've got Bauer. What do you want to give me for him? Are you looking at Are you in the Bauer market? I'll give you, I'll give you two-thirds. <laughs> Two thirds. Although, 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 is this in the combo league? Because if it is, I already have seven hundred and forty-six guys on the IR, so I might need is a couple it, of those guys to come back first. Yeah, it's in the combo league. So you're giving me two thirds of a good player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So right. I mean, that's like that's like Mitch Keller, right? <laughs> Uh, possibly, yeah. At this point, sure. I mean, he, he, he's at about eight points per game. A good a good pitcher is twelve. So I mean, that that's two thirds, right? Although in the combo <laughs> be good, that's a little off because the pitcher score combo a league, more. Yeah, scoring is crazy. You have pitchers throwing up negative fifteen out there. That is just nuts. That combo right. league pitcher scoring. That's what that's what Suga wanted, and he is the co-commission. I didn't want to commission by myself, so it worked out just fine. Well, I don't. I mean, it's it's different. It's interesting. It it, it can certainly hurt streaming. 
It, if you want to stream pictures, stream at your own risk, you know, because there's Absolutely. a better chance they're going to score negative points than positive for those streamers. All right, last one. Kiss or kick? The Atlanta Braves winning the NL East. They are currently four and a half games back. I'm going to kiss just because at the beginning of the year, I said they would, and uh, right now they had been on a 14-game win streak. I'm not sure. If, I don't think they played today, so I think it's still sitting at 14 maybe. Um, but, of course, you just lost Albies. I don't know if they have one. Long. They have one 14 in a row. Uh, they said Albies would be out minimally eight weeks, it sounds like. So that hurts. I thought Could they be were better. as much as 16. I thought they were better than the Mets to begin with, so now that they're – they had a terrible start, and the fact that they're now back under five games – Again, wouldn't be shocked if the Mets still win the division. I think they both make the playoffs, to be honest. Um, but you've got uh, Kyle Wright just continues to be lights out somehow. Uh, you know, all of a sudden he's, he's put it all together. They need uh, guys like Morton uh, to regain a little bit of that old Charlie Morton stuff to help out in the rotation. Um, but other guys, they brought up Michael Harris. He was just tearing it up as a 22-year-old. Uh Adam Duvall all of a sudden is doing what he does, just kind of hits home runs. So they've had players, they've been put uh, kind of guys that have been able to come off the bench or come up from the minors or whatever and uh, and have success, uh, which has helped them uh, on this run. Although this run has been against some teams that aren't the greatest in Major League Baseball, so there's something to be said for that. But all that to say, yes, I, I think they do ultimately win the division. It'll be close. I think it'll be close all the way down to the wire with the Mets. Um, the only reason I might kick this is because the Mets haven't had DeGrom at all, and they've only DeGrom. had Scherzer for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can get both of those guys back even close to healthy. Right. I and they'll come that, back for two weeks, and then they'll be back out again. That, uh, that's the, the problem. Uh, DeGrom for sure, uh, especially since I traded for him in a couple of leagues. Um, Scherzer doesn't have that same injury history, so I think he'll be fine. But um, we'll see where it goes. The fact the Mets are where they're at surprises me. I didn't have much faith in them coming into the season. I think I actually picked the Braves and the Phillies ahead of the Mets. So they're proving me wrong thus far, which I don't like. All right, let's get some trades and then get out of here. Uh, Very quick. Uh, There's only two trades since we were last down here, Uh, both in hung jury. First up, Blades gives Uncle Cohen Corey Seager for Texas pitcher Martin Perez and I believe Arizona second baseman, somebody, Rojas. Um, yeah, hang on one second. Yeah, it's Josh Rojas, actually. What a great first name. Um, <laughs> yes. What's interesting is I had offered Uncle Cohen a very similar trade. I did not offer Seager, though. I offered him Moncada. Um, okay. Big so, night last I mean, night for Mankata. Five RBIs. I mean, Seeger at $70 is averaging 2.4 points per game, I think. So Mankata at only $40 at discount, averaging one seven, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't really be a big deal. Um, let's be honest. So Perez has pitched out of his mind. He only, yes. scored, ten, he only scored 10 and a half tonight, which helps me. 
and Rojas is also having a career. The reason I wanted Rojas is because he has second, third, short, left field, and right field eligibility. Yeah. Um, I personally think Uncle Cohen wins this deal long term. No, I think Seager settles in if he can stay healthy, which is a big if with him, I know. And obviously his price point, but price point isn't an, an issue for Uncle Cohen. He has a ton of, of salary cap. So I, I like this move for, for Uncle Cohen long term. Uh, but I can also understand why Blades made the deal, especially with Seager being $70. Yeah, it's fine. I'm partial to Seager because uh, I like him, but he does have a $70 price tag. Prez, I just look, I get he's having a, I don't want to say career year. He's done it before. He's had a, a 14 point per game year before, I believe, but it's it's very rare. He was 15 run back in 14, but he only played. He only started eight games. Right, he's uh, typically was, a streamer pitcher. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's well, what he is I most mean, year. I mean, last year he averaged six three. Uh, 2020 and 12 starts in Boston, he averaged nine three. Uh, 2019 10-9, 2018 six one. So yeah, you're really talking about a guy that, that you're streaming. Uh, in 13 starts history. He's averaging 14 six. Now he's playing in a pitcher's park in Texas, which which helps that. Which has changed because Texas used to be a hitter's park. Right. Which so you, you kind of see the the both sides of that there. You see Seeger who's struggling in a pitcher's park. Uh and you see um of course Seeger's always played in a pitcher's park when he was, you know, with NLA too, but Perez obviously it's helping him. Rojas you know, whatever. He'll probably never hit three point seven points per game again, and that's fine. But for right now, for this year, for this year, it makes sense for both. I don't have a problem with it either way. All right, next up, Joe Boo. Again, a, a trade that doesn't mean a whole lot, but Joe Boo gives Shiva Tommy Edmond for Jack Flaherty and I believe Minnesota, possibly second baseman Arias. I'm not even sure who he is. but Yeah, he plays first, second, third, and has left field. Okay. Uh, the, the Warriors just won the NBA championship, uh, according yes, to Michael. They did. Um, Chef Curry. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that. Uh, as much as I don't like Boston, I want him to win. I digress. I, I like this move for Joe Boo uh, in a league where pitching's at a premium. Again, Flaherty is a guy that struggles to stay healthy, but I like Flaherty a lot more than I like Edmund long term. Oh, Edmund is averaging four points a game and also has second short and right field eligibility. Yeah. I get that Edmund right now, he's the number one scoring second baseman in fantasy. I think 4.1. That shows you how shallow the second base is, that 4.1 is the top scoring um, second baseman. But like you said, Flaherty, he's it, he's due back this month, I think in a week, is his first start um, back. And he's been a guy that has been able to get you before 14 to 16 points per game. So I'm going to take – he actually pitched on the 15th. Uh, okay. Three, so innings, it's, three strikeouts, uh, he, no decision. He scored six okay. points. So they'll ramp, they'll ramp up his pinch count. And like you said, he's always got some injury risk. But if he's healthy, then. Um, he's Joe only Boo. 26 as well. Right. Yeah. So you're getting an ace pitcher um, for Edmund, who. He's shown signs. I think Edmund is more often than not is going to be closer to three four three five than he is four one. Um, but Arias is a guy, one of those guys that can have a hot year here and there, and other years would be on the free agent waiver wire. So it's basically Flaherty for Edmund, and I'll take the pitcher all day in that deal. Yeah, 
Uh, me, me as well. I mean, you look at Edmund, he went 3-8 in 92 games, 2-9 in 55, 3-5 in 159, and he's 4-1 in 63. Uh, I think he's between a 3-5 and a 3-8 guy. I think this year, I think even by the end of this year, he'll be 3-8 or less. So I like to deal for Joe Boo. Again, because of the way this league's set up and the priority pitching has way pitching has become a priority, I think that being able to get a 26-year-old Jack Flaherty for a utility guy in Edmond is is a huge win for Chopu. All right. Any nostalgic stories before we get um, out of here? Not, not, not that I can think of at this moment. Uh, again, an impromptu show for the second week in a row. Um, we have a – or I have a softball tournament on Saturday. So, uh, and then Sunday being Father's Day, plus uh, my son has an AU tournament Sunday morning. It'll be finishing up Sunday morning by noon. So, just no way I, I can pull off a show. I might not even get home from this tournament until midnight, and then I got to turn back around and be at that, uh, be at his tournament at 8 a.m. So, have you seen a new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle, on Netflix? I have not yet. Um, I just. I haven't really had time to sit down this week. Uh, I sat down, watched a, a couple episodes of um, is it Stranger Things. Is, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's um, a show. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my, my stepdaughter watched it and really liked it and wants her, her mother to watch it. And her mother wanted me to watch it with her, and I was a little intrigued by it. So we watched the first two episodes last night. It, it was it was decent. I will try so, to watch it. So you're just... Uh, just starting from season one, you mean? Yep. You never seen it. Okay. Never seen it before, no. Uh, and we will, we'll probably jump into hustle on uh, on Father's Day because it's my day, so she can't say no. It's a good movie. Uh, look, this is probably one of the better Sandler films I recall seeing in a while. You know, he's put out some junk on Netflix, <laughs> just to for whatever he has contract wise with Netflix. Uh, he had that movie, Uncut Gems couple years ago that was okay i didn't mind that when it was a little more serious role for sandler that was okay um but i I, you know what look i'm not saying this is um happy gilmore or billy madison or up there in that level of sandler all-time greats but for a uh late in sandler's career it's definitely his best movie i've seen in a while now it's you know i'm biased because it's about sports it's about you know the Sixers and basketball and just things that intrigue me. Um, a lot of good uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, rap and music throughout the movie that I that they paid um, uh, that they gave a nod to that I enjoyed. So so I'm uh, a little biased in, in that sense, but solid movie. A lot of good appearances too. I, I won't I won't give any spoilers, but a lot of NBA appearances in there. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, I've talked to a couple people who have said it's Sandler's best movie since 2000. Not that that's saying a lot because he's done a lot of bad things since 2000. But um, I'll definitely be checking it out in, in the next few days. So The main, uh, not the main guy, but the, kind of the main um, uh, rival, if you will, in the movie is played by Anthony Edwards. He does a pretty good job in it. All right, you got anything else for us, sir? No, that's it. All right, well, folks, it's been fun. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. 
And y'all have a good week, and we will be back uh, at some point. Don't know when, but we'll figure it out. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. And be sure to catch future shows wherever you stream. Oh, bye-bye now.